your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Avalanche fans, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. And today's episode is brought to you by our friends at rockauto.com. On today's show, we are getting back into our draft profiles, I guess you could say, for some of the prospects that could be in the picking range when the Avalanche pick at 24 in the first round of the of the uh, draft, which is a week away. So uh, kind of uh, coming up on that right around the corner. And that's pretty much going to take up the duration of the show. And in, in the end, we'll also mention one last time who we are voting for. We are voting for Ryan Graves for our season grade for the 2019-2020 season. So I'll kind of touch on that and kind of where I think my thoughts will go on that. First things first, follow the show on social media outlets. On Twitter, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche. On Instagram, search for Lockdown Avalanche and send any questions, comments, concerns, and or opinions to Lockdown Avalanche at gmail.com. I will I have to start the show by saying uh, I, I feel the cold coming on. And by cold, they don't mean temperature outside. I mean in my head. Uh, the daughter has gone back to school. And like any good son or daughter in the first week of school, they come home with who knows what when they finally interact with kids they haven't seen in a few months. And uh, she had that last week and has passed it along to me. And I feel like this is the beginning stages of something that could escalate into something not good. And when you do a podcast and kind of radio style of stuff, you need your voice. So hopefully it's not too bad and it doesn't get worse, progressively worse. Like I just started feeling it this morning. Uh, And so far it's okay. Now the night when you sleep through it, the first night you wake up. And that will be telling. So I fully anticipate to keep, you know, doing what I do every single day because I love it. And I don't want a little, you know, cold or sore throat stop me doing it. But there comes a time in the next few days where I just have to lay it up for uh, one one evening and one night. Um, I'll let you guys know. So follow on Twitter is where I will kind of announce that. But I feel okay. Things are going okay. Loading up on the vitamin C. Doing what I have to do. Uh, it's going to come around sooner or later. But uh, no, I don't believe it's the coronavirus. So I think I'm good with that. All right. Let's get into some players. I think the way we'll do this today is two forwards, two defensemen. And uh, really all four of these guys, maybe three out of four should be around. Maybe one won't be. But again, this is a crazy draft. We we don't know how these things are going to pan out. You, I'm getting a kick out of these mock drafts because some guys you you saw going 13 or 14 are late first round. 
and it's feasible that that could happen. So we really don't know. Uh, but the one thing that I am seeing consistently is a uh, right winger that goes by the name of Ozzy Weisblatt. And I, I see him a lot in the late first round. And by late first round, I mean one of the last two picks. I haven't seen him up where the Avalanche pick at 24 in almost any mock drafts or anybody really talking about him going any higher than that. It's pretty much if he's going in the first round, it's the last couple of picks and more and most likely second round, early second round could be the first pick of the second round. So his window as, as wide open as these mock drafts are for him specifically, it's very, very tight, very small from where I see he's going. But that does not mean, you know, that is set in stone. The Avalanche could easily pluck this kid, and he 100% should be there at 24. He has so much potential. Watch some highlight reels of this kid, and he is a, a highlight reel in motion. He is quick. He is super fast. We know the Avalanche love that. He's a little on, I don't want to say he's really on the short side. I think he's like 5'9 ish. 183 pounds, though. So for that height, which is a little bit on the short side, he he's he's built. Um, and when, you know, again, when you flesh that out, when you, you know, think a couple years in the future, as you know, his body develops a little bit more, this guy could be a, a, a bruising forward for a short. A short guy, almost like a Matt Zuccarello type of guy, uh, but he he has it. And when you watch him play, there's so many times where you just say, "Wow, he like he really did that." So he will take off in a defensive zone. His transition play is almost unmatched, which is so weird to say for someone that is expected to go as late as he is. All of the issues that I'm seeing about him are pretty much correctable. I don't think there's anything that I've read on him where you're like, well, that's really a liability and maybe you might want to stay away from him. Everything is correctable. I think given the opportunity to play in the, in the NHL, he will give you everything he's got. He knows, he knows his skill and he knows he can play with some of the best in this draft. And I think this is the typical guy who will where the number of all, you know, all the teams that passed on him to remind himself, this is how many teams passed on me. I think given the, you give this guy a chance and he will not squander that, that opportunity. So he loves to play with the puck on his stick. He's an offensive minded guy. Like I said, his transition play is, is where he shines. So in 64 games, 25 goals, 45 assists, 70 points. So he has offense on the mind fantastic motor just keeps going and you you have all the makings of a really solid solid player here so i it might be a little bit of a stretch where the avalanche are at 24 but this could be a guy if they don't want that pick and they trade back a few maybe with ottawa if ottawa wants, wants to jump up to 24 and colorado wants to take their 28 you could definitely see them taking ozzy, ozzy weisblatt so keep, definitely keep an eye on him. And, and he's a guy where I'm going to be watching to see where he goes. 
because uh, I, it's just one of those guys you like his style of play. And you, I just want to kind of watch him develop. And I'll be jealous of whoever takes him because they're going to get a good guy. Now, for this one, I figure we go a little bit far, a little bit far reaching on this. And uh, I have an article coming out for Mile High Sticking. So all of this stuff that I'm saying right now about these two guys in particular will be on uh, the article that's coming out. And one of the guys that they could reach for, because the Avalanche do not have a second round pick. Uh, I, I had to go look up and I, I corrected myself because I believe I said yesterday that they didn't have a third round pick. They traded it away, but they got one back with the deal with the Maple Leafs and Kadri. So they do have a third-round pick. They don't have a second-round pick. And there's a player that goes by the name of Ty Smolanik. And if this was a year ago, we probably would be talking about him in the first round. He can skate. He is a fast, fast guy. Tall, but a little on the thin side. He's six foot one, and he's only 170 pounds. So for that frame, that's that's on the thin side. But he can he can really motor, and he was he had you know a lot of expectations on his shoulders. And I don't want to say it got to him. It I don't think it did. He got injured. He broke his finger but continued to play through the broken finger. I think he did miss some time, but not a lot. And he continued to play through it and played well. But I think it definitely, definitely hindered him. Um, I, you would, if, like I said, if this was, if, if the Avalanche were still picking where they are right now and this was, you know, last year and he's in the draft, this might be a guy that the Avs would hope would fall to him. He is not, you know, this is this is going to be a player who most likely will be taken mid-second round. Now, it would be a big-time stretch if the Avalanche wanted to pick him. But because they don't have that second-round pick, is this somebody that they really like and kind of make a big stretch? This, this would make waves because they nobody really has him going in the first round this year. Like I said, last year they would have, but he can play, and the injury really hurt him. So you, this is where the Avalanche are in the position where they can maybe take a flyer on a guy and take a big chance on somebody who has all of the the tools and attributes that you want to play for this style of game that the Colorado Avalanche play, and go get them because you're not going to get them in the second round. And you put him into your system, you let him develop, and you could have a steal. You could have one of the big steals of the draft, but it would be a big ask to, to ask the Colorado Avalanche to do that. So he's got the speed, uh, he, he's, and he uses that to his advantage. He knows he's fast, and but sometimes it get, gets him into trouble because he will go into the offensive zone, and he's the only one there, and everybody else is catching up. When you get to the pros, that's not so much of a problem because guys will be able to keep up with him. He might be the one needed to keep up with them. Uh, but one other thing that the the reason why the average might be looking at him, he initially committed to the University of Denver. Something happened, and I was trying to find it. He changed his mind, and he's, he's going to Quinnipiac. 
I the, the some of the wording on some of the reviews I was reading on him made it seem like something happened. I don't know if it was at the university at Denver or with involving them. I, I can't find it. If you know what it is, please let me know. Because I don't think I don't get the impression it was just he changed had a change of heart and decided to go somewhere else. So if the Avs did have a second round pick, I think they would take a long hard look at Ty Smilanic. And because they don't, maybe they take an even bigger look at him or try to package some picks along where they get some uh, first-round pick and a second-round pick somewhere along the line and grab him because he he can be a very, very special player. But taking him where the abs are right now, it's a little bit of a long shot to do that. And I, and I don't see the avalanche doing it, but, hey, if you want to make some waves and – uh, but whoever gets him is is going to get a very good player at a very good price, which is probably a mid-second rounder. So there's two guys for you to keep an eye on, Ozzy Weisblatt and Ty Smolanik. All right, let's hear from some sponsors of the show, and we're hearing from Rock Auto. And chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than char- uh, charging changing prices based on what the market will bear, just like the airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require a membership or account login. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. And at the checkout, when they say, where did you hear from us? Make sure you type in locked on. And let's also hear from GamerGoo. GamerGoo is the antiperspirant for your hands with the gamer in mind. And you are no doubt playing hours and hours of multiplayer, probably in Call of Duty still. And as those games go on and your hands start to get sweaty and you're dropping your controller, happens all the time, throw on some Gamer Goo, problem solved. Designed to, to offer optimal gaming performance, the specially formulated Gamer Goo keeps hands dry, cool, and sweat-free even during the most heated of gaming encounters. Pick your scent. One out of six scents to choose from. Peppermint, cinnamon, orange, vanilla sugar, cherry blossom, or Teakwood. So go to GamerGoo.com and enter the promo code for that site, which is L-O-A for Locked On Avalanche, and 10% comes off of your order. All right, the defensive side of things in this draft could leave a lot to be desired. And the offense is there. There is a lot of offense to go around in this draft. Defense it's solid, but there's only maybe like one or two standout defenders, and the rest I think are gonna go quick because the teams that need defense are gonna gobble some of these guys up. So both of these guys I'm gonna talk about now, I I don't feel are going to be there when the Avalanche pick. And we were saying many times leading up until this episode. Is defense even something that the Avalanche are going to look at? Maybe, probably not. But the more I think about it, you know, there's there's so many questions on the defensive end, not just 
are the Avalanche good on on the defensive side of of the puck? And I think that they are. But who is going to be there? there there's a lot of questions on, on like we've talked about with Zadorov. Is he going to go? Graves, you would think is going to be back, but anything can happen. So I don't think the Az will completely ignore the defensive side of things when it comes to the draft. And there, if some of these guys do drop to them, I could definitely see them picking up um, an, another defender with a first-round pick. These two guys probably won't be. I don't expect them to be because, like I said, the def- early defense is there's, there's not a lot to choose from. So these guys might be gone. First one is goes by the name of Helgi, Helga. It's either Helgi or Helga or Helg. Granz is his last name. Uh, and talk about not knowing where some of these guys are going to go in this draft. This guy is the poster boy for that. Uh, the this is he is a model of what this draft has to offer in terms of. I have no clue where he could go. And I say that, you know, I, I know I just said the Avalanche probably, he probably won't be there, but that that's not a consensus. He, he's the, he's like a, a boomer bust type of guy. He's all over the board with where he could go. I've seen him in teens. I've, I've seen him pass where the Avalanche are only in a couple. Most of them, I see him going mid to late teens. But the reason why, a couple of them I've seen are, have passed where the Avalanche are because some people are not sold on him and how he plays defense. They worry about how, like his style of D, and will it translate to an NHL style? He's aggressive, sometimes overly aggressive, and he makes mistakes on a consistent basis with his D, which is not what you want to see when that is your position. You know, you can take chances every once in a while, but it seems like he does it more often than not. I think he thinks because he's I didn't give you his uh, attributes. He's he's six foot three, 192 pounds. So he's got the size. And I think he uses that thinking like he he's going to go in and mix it up. And if he goes up against a guy that, you know, is a little bit quicker than him, he's already committed to that player. And he's maybe deep in the offensive zone. He should not be there. And he's just screwed his teammates. So he's he, he has more defense on the mind. And points-wise, 27 games played, 4 goals, 23 assists for 27 points. Not bad. Uh, but it's those mistakes that really stand out due to his aggressive nature. But he had that height and that weight. People like that. Teams like that. They Somebody is going to take him and f- work with him day in and day out and fix those mistakes that he makes which would that he makes which can be fixed so he's just not consistent enough on the defensive end but i i can almost guarantee you a team would want to pick him based on the st- the way that he plays some people like that some people like that aggressiveness you just have to know how to tame it and somebody can do that for sure i don't know who that will be but he just has to stop taking these unnecessary chances that leave his teammates in thin air and left to pick up his errors. So he'll have a really solid game where he stands out and then he'll follow it up with, with a flop. We're doing absolutely nothing. So uh, I have seen the, 
the comparison to P.K. Subban a lot, and I think that's accurate. Subban sometimes takes too many chances, leaves his teammates out to dry, uh, and that's Granz. So I don't think, like I said, I don't think he's going to be there. And even if he was, I think the Avalanche would stay away from him because it's almost like Zadorov too, if you want to say. Zadorov kind of takes some chances and makes some boneheaded plays. I don't think the Avalanche want to go through that again. I think they want a sm- uh, more of a smarter defensive guy, which segue, Caden Gooley. If the last name sounds familiar, it's because his brother plays for Anaheim. And he plays defense the way you want to see a defend, defensive guy play. He is a bruiser. Uh, he, he's His height, he's almost... Almost exact, not exact, but very close to what Granz is. Granz was 6'3", 192. Gooley is 6'3", 187. So pretty similar there. He, he He's someone that plays a physical game as a defender, but is very quick. And that's what you want. You want that combination. He's a guy who went from, he was a surefire second round pick to a surefire first round pick. And the one thing that stands out with him over anything else is pretty much his puck handling skills, which is completely what you want on the defensive side. Uh, on an offensive rush that doesn't have the puck, which is not something that you want from a, a defender. You kind of want either one of your defenders to be comfortable moving the puck up. And he doesn't seem to be that guy. But he can score. And where's his stats here? Let me bring up his from last year. 64 games played, 11 goals, 29 assists, 40 points. So, yes, defense comes first for him. But he can score. He doesn't have this massive shot. But he's almost like, you know, Kale McCarr can get the puck through traffic. That's what Gooley can do. So he always seems to be that Johnny on the spot type of guy. And he has so many intangibles that he that he already possesses that impress you so much. Uh, and the ones that he, the intangibles that he doesn't have are completely coachable. Like all everything that he can do right now, you're happy with. So it's possible he gets to 24, and this could be the one defender that the Avs maybe are targeting. Uh, but this is another question: a, a solid defender that might not be there. But if he is, do the Avs pull the trigger on him? They very well might. The Avs are going to have options here between. You know, uh, really good offensive players that are going to be available to them because this draft is loaded with offensive players. And if there are those one or two defenders that drop to them, they might have a difficult pick if somebody like Uli is going to be there. I, I wouldn't mind him on the team at all. And again, you let him mature, and when he comes up, he is going to be... He's going to be a good, good defender because he he had, he wants to play defense first. And he plays, they say, that, quote, old-school style of defense. So, again, options abound for the Avalanche at 24. When I first had this pick, I was like, oh, man, they're not really going to have much to, to go from. But going through these guys, this is a good-looking draft. <laughs> There's going to be some good players coming out of this draft, and I think the Avalanche can grab one for sure. All right. Let's take one more quick break. When we come back, kind of talk about who is up for our poll, which you can go to Locked On Avalanche uh, Podcast's Twitter page, which is LOPN underscore Avalanche, and vote on that right now. And that's for Ryan Graves. So we'll talk about that in a second. 
All right, so Ryan Graves and his season grade is up for a vote, like I said, on the uh, Lockdown Avalanche Twitter page. And early voting, I'm not going to spoil anything, but please feel free and go to the, the, the site and vote. Better than I expected. I, I, I'm proud of us Avalanche fans. We are not holding uh, some players who maybe didn't perform as well as we would liked in the playoffs. We're not holding that against them as wh- what we're voting on. We really are looking at the totality of the season. You have to include the playoffs. I'm not saying don't. But I, I early on, this hasn't been up for very long, pleasantly surprised. So uh, continue to to prove me wrong because, I, I like I said, I really feel like some people are just going to be like, nope, get rid of them, give them a D or comment section F for whatever reason. But it's uh, kind of the opposite in the early going. Still very early and anything can happen. But I, I think... I think Graves had a an excellent season. I think he played himself onto this team for next year. And we're in the beginning of the season. We were talking about how Zadorov was wasn't going anywhere, and Graves was that guy that the Avalanche traded for in the middle of the night. And he played himself into probably another contract with the Avalanche, while Zadorov probably played himself out the door. Uh, and which is not, you know, something I, I like saying because I like Zadorov. I like having the way he plays and his size and his, you know, don't mess with me attitude or my teammates attitude. I love that. But you kind of had to take the bad with the good with Zadorov. And we've talked about this many times, but are you at the point where you've just had it with him and you have so many defenders in your system and it's time for them to show up and the draft is around the corner? The The good news is you don't really have to make that decision until after the draft. So if you are able to land a defender, not saying this guy's coming in right away, maybe that maybe lightens the load a little bit to get rid of Zadorov, even though that guy is still probably a few years away from coming up to the pros. But you have guys willing and able and ready to go if that's the road they go down. We have no idea how this is going to go. But specifically on Graves, I I liked what I saw. I think he has earned himself a contract. I don't think it's going to be, you know, like a Sam Gerrard seven-year deal at all. It might be a couple-year contract to say, all right, you know, you you outperformed what we thought – you could do here's a nice little salary and here's a couple of your contract prove it prove it a couple more times you're going to need to do that and i think graves knows he's going to need to do that it's not just because he had one good season everything's going to be handed to him and he's going to make top dollar uh, he still needs to prove to himself and this team that what he did last year was not a fluke with a plus minus of 40 something can you expect that from him again I, I want to say yeah because if he did it once, why can't he do it again? But now the the weight and the pressure and the eyes are on him. And how does he respond from that? There was no pressure on him last year. Nobody expected him to really do much of anything. And he ended up being top pairing sometimes with Cal McCarr. So, and they played well off each other. He was up and down the lineup for a lot, but he he got big minutes. Because he could be relied on. 
now that you know the eyes are on you and people know who you are now you got to do it again and that's a whole different ball game it's a whole that you see it all the time in the NFL when a quarterback comes in and nobody really expects anything of him and he lights the league up players on the other team get mad about that so they're coming after you now so now let's see what Graves can do uh, if we do sign him which I think will happen so go out and vote right now for Ryan Graves and uh, we'll we'll talk about the outcome on that on tomorrow's show. So nothing on the Tory Krug front for yesterday anyway. Uh, but yes, definitely keeping an eye on that. And if anything comes out of it, we will absolutely be talking about that or anything in Avalanche land. If you want to hear what's going on in the rest of the league, definitely tune in to Locked On NHL. Adam Denker and I will be hosting that on Thursday. And yeah, follow the show. Send in comments. Anything you want to discuss, I am here for you. So uh, that'll be it for today. Thank you for tuning in. See you guys tomorrow. Here's Joby. Go, Abs, go.